Welcome to the 3D Players podcast, where we explore personalization in healthcare through advancements in 3D technology. We'll talk to leaders championing more predictable and sustainable patient care. I'm Peter Slagmolen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sebastian de Boot. Hi, Peter. Our guest today is Didier Deltort, who is the president of personalization and 3D printing at HP. Didier comes with a wide experience in the medical devices sector, which he acquired in previous leadership positions at companies such as Zimmer Biomed, Boston Scientific, and GE. Didier, it's an honor to have you on our podcast and talk with you about mass personalization. Maybe to kick it off, I'd like you to tell us how you got started at HP and what sparked your transition from the medical devices industry to the 3D printing industry. Hey, thanks, um, Peter and Sebastian, for having me today with you. It's great to be here and, and talk about one of my passion, healthcare and medical devices and innovation. So just so that you know, I joined back HP after 25 years. Um, very few people remember that HP used to be in healthcare. We used to be the world's leader in patient monitoring, cardiac ultrasound, ECG devices and healthcare IT. So I'm back. I'm back after 25 years. And as you said, in the meantime, I spent time at GE, at uh, Boston Scientific, Zima Biomed. So I joined back after running several um, large um, healthcare businesses around the world and innovation. And, and this is where I saw firsthand the true disruptive potential of 3D printing and other technologies. And, and last year, I took uh, on the role of leading HP's personalization and 3D printing division globally, which includes strategy, R&D, innovation and the commercial side of the 3D printing business. One, one thing that, that strikes us, I think, is that you moved from the medical devices industry into the 3D printing industry, and you already said that you've seen the disruptive potential. How has it changed your view on 3D printing as a technology, moving from the medical devices to the industry itself? Yeah, so look, I, I came back because I, I, I truly believe um, at HP, but overall in the industry, we've got the opportunity to, to create a more personal, healthier and sustainable world. And that's what we are going after within uh, P3D. We call it P3D here at HP. And, and we intend to do it through the power of additive manufacturing and mass personalization. So our goal is really to become uh, one leading 3D printing company in the world. And that's why I came back to HP is to lead this evolution or revolution, whatever you call it. And uh, and I'm proud of what we have achieved and what the team has achieved the last six years. You know, we have already laid out a strong foundation in industrial thermoplastics. As you know, we have about 35% market share and more than 1,000 customers in metals. We have validated product application and we are preparing for a broad commercial availability this year. And overall, we have more than 20,000 patents and then we have produced more than 130 million parts globally with the help of our technology. And, and the large portion comes from the healthcare and our healthcare customers. So to do this, we are really focused on specific verticals that are ripe for disruptions. I'll talk about it later on, but sustainable packaging, medical healthcare, and then uh, sports and wellness for sure. HP definitely uh, made its mark on the 3D printing industry past years. So what's interesting is your title, Didier, and you're president of personalization, and it's part of it, which is a fairly unique title in the industry. What excites you about personalization? Look, I think it, it tells pretty well what we are going after. You know, we are not going after low-end, quote-unquote, cheap prototyping, you know, things. We are looking for industrial thermoplastics or metals, etc., where we can really bring additive manufacturing and make a difference. And the word personalization means a lot. It means 
there are parts which are super complicated in healthcare, for example, to make, to produce, and, and we believe this is where additive manufacturing can help to make those parts highly personalized because, as you know, in healthcare, everything is personal down to the individual's body shapes, anatomy, and, and conditions. So, so that's why we put on my title the word personalization because it's not just about mass production for the sake of mass production. It's those fine parts which needs to be highly personalized is what we are going after. And, and I'm assuming your scope there and personalization is broader than medical applications. But what if you think of the medical markets? How do you believe mass personalization will drive value there? It's a great question. Um, and, and this is an important priority and big priority to our customers, right? To drive mass personalization. I believe it's important that we go beyond the printer and deeper into the value chain. And, and we have a huge opportunity to help our customers unlocking the full potential. This includes everything from data capture, data management, digitization, customization, and workflow. And uh, and to give an example is, uh, is a rise that we launched last year in the US market. It's a great example that we have been working on. It's a custom orthotic solution. And I don't know if you know, but according to the American Podiatric Medical Association survey, nearly 77% of Americans reported that they experienced foot pain. And imagine going through the life with this pain, daily, daily pain. So our, the current approach is are simply too expensive, inconvenient, and inconsistent. And the rise brings together the mass personalization and design flexibility of our multi-jet fusion with HP software and fully integrated digital workflow from the foot scan to delivery of the final product. The result is a customized autotix that is expected to be 20 to 60% more affordable and made just for the patient's needs and delivered in a dramatically shorter time and with minimal in-person requirements. So this is a type of customization, Peter and Sebastian, that we are looking for, you know, and which drives affordability, speed, and convenience, and, um, and that is needed against the traditional methods. It's really interesting to see that you are definitely moving beyond your role as a 3D printer manufacturer with the Arise platform. It's a nice example of how you're really trying to go end-to-end what drove you into making that strategic decision? Yeah, it was really to go and capture more value and really go beyond the sale of uh, hardware and uh, and materials. It's, it's creating more value, it's innovating and, and focusing because, as I said, we decided to focus only on sustainable packaging, medical orthotics, and then uh, sports and wellness. So uh, it was a way for us and also to be back into healthcare, you know, from uh, the quote-unquote small door, you know, so... Healthcare is highly regulated. I know we are going to talk about it later on, but it's important that we started from somewhere and we picked up this application, which I think uh, is big enough in the US and, and where we could make a difference, not only with our brand, with our technology, our go-to-market and so on and so forth. mentioned the orthotics uh, application as your door into the medical industry. We also saw an announcement uh, that HP is stepping into cancer therapy as well. Is that something where you can share some insights on? So, yeah, we, we, we looked into um, uh, how to make a difference within healthcare and 3D printed medical devices. And, and our first step was into orthotics and eventually we will move into prosthetics. But more generally, we want to move into custom body parts. And cancer is a big enough of a, of a problem on the planet. Oncology care and cancer care is big enough. And, and we think that uh, together with uh, the company we've been working with, Adaptive and, and Vian, who's one of the world's leaders in oncology therapy, that uh, we could join forces and really help 
you know, patient care and cancer care overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. really focus on the big opportunities out there, I have the impression. Yeah, it, it's important that you pick up you pick up an industry, a vertical, an application where the total addressable market is big enough, but also this segment is ripe for disruption. And you've got the legitimacy, you've got also the ability to, uh, to transform uh, this industry. When we talk about the ability to transform the industry, what do you think will be kind of the main challenges that will increase the further adoption of 3D printing, specifically for personalized devices? I would say, and I know we're going to touch upon maybe later on, but regulation is one one piece. And I think scaling, scaling of technology is going to be important. When you look at healthcare, it's a very large industry. You've got established players in this field. And it's also the partnership. I don't think one company can tackle it all. And that's the approach we are taking. You know, we are we are not doing all those things on our own. We've got great hardware. We've got uh, materials that we are leveraging from the materials industry. We've got softwares, and we are one customer of yours, by the way. And then we are leveraging all those companies for post-processing and then integration within manufacturing, you know, information systems. So once again, in order to tackle some of the biggest problems and challenges and, and to disrupt some of those industries, we got to join forces and, and go together hand in hand in, in tackling those problems. I couldn't agree more. I think collaboration is one of the crucial elements. Definitely, mm-hmm. if you think about taking a more end-to-end approach, um, which I, I have the impression that, that you're taking, that's something that we can subscribe to for sure. Do you believe mm-hmm. maybe that that's the direction also for the industry is to go more towards end-to-end solutions rather than to focus on individual uh, components maybe? Look, I, I cannot talk for my for my colleagues in the industry, but the way we look at the market today is we believe the market is segmented uh, with different areas. Uh, you got a, the quote-unquote small service bureaus, which are still very important for the ecosystem of uh, adaptive manufacturing, you have the larger service bureaus, the contract manufacturers, and then you got the OEMs or the brands as we call. And, and then within those, you got uh, what we call transportation, more mobility with um, automotive and aviation, you got industrial, you got consumer, consumer electronics and goods, and then you got healthcare. So it's important that you tackle those different segments and the needs of those segments and customers and partners in a different way. And that's what we try to do with our commercial go-to-market solutions approach, uh, which means not only selling hardware, but selling hardware and software and materials and services and consulting professional services to really understand what each of those segment, market segments are really looking for and adopt offerings accordingly. So that, that's our approach today, okay? Because again, those different segments require different things. Some uh, some of our customers and partners are looking for one or two printers. We don't want to say no, we still want to sell them great technology and, and materials and solutions overall. And you got some customers who are looking for much more than that and scale. You got some customers who clearly ask us to help design parts together with them. And then you've got some customers who want to approach with a hand-to-end solution. And again, we have selected three end-to-end applications. One sells sustainable packaging, the other one medical orthotics, and, and the last one is sports and well and wellness. As I understand, the, the end-to-end is just one of the ways to valorize technology. You really need to look at specific applications and the needs in that market. The way to say it, uh, Peter and, and Sebastian, and this is public information, the, the total 3D printing market is probably between 10 and $15 billion, according to the latest reports. And within this uh, 10 to $15 billion, you got obviously the prototyping business, the professional business, the industrial business, and we have decided to focus on industrial. And within this industrial, 
you've got, of course, hardware, software, um, uh, materials and services and professional services. But when we look at some of those integrated vertical solution or end to end, the total addressable market is much bigger. You look at the molded fiber tooling solutions business and sustainable packaging is $10 billion market, which is ripe for disruption in the, in, in the future. If you look at the autotics and prosthetics, you know, and custom body parts, it's also a market which is probably around 10 billion. And when you look at the sports and wellness industry, it's also a, another $10 billion industry. So, so that's what we're trying to do while still helping customers in the traditional 3D printing environment and business. So again, service bureaus, contract manufacturers and brand, we are trying to bring you know, solutions for those verticals we are going after. 3D printing is more just one of the elements uh, within that vertical. Mm -hmm. And in that way, you, you make your, mm -hmm. your market. Uh, yeah, 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 makes a lot of sense. Uh, very interesting to hear your strategic approach. Maybe one question on the the application and how to approach the market depending on the application. We we do see a, a big trend, at least in 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 our healthcare space, uh, where we are most familiar with Peter and I, in hospitals doing 3D printing at the point of care. I'm curious what your perspective is on that. Once again, I'm I'm super duper excited about the fact that HP is back in healthcare, and and there is definitely a big opportunity across health and wellness and. Uh, and we know that people are searching for better health outcomes based on their individual needs. So we are early in the process and we have been working on healthcare solutions uh, for about six months. As I said, you know, we launched the RISE last year in August and September. So uh, we started with there and uh, we will slowly but surely move into prosthetics. As we discussed just a few minutes, we recently announced a collaboration with Adaptive and Variant to advance the quality and access to personalize cancer care. So, uh, so there should come, there should be more to come, stay tuned, but uh, I'm enjoying very much the, um, the, the, the process of growing a know-how and building a team for this market. I'm used to say to customers, partners, and people like you that 25 years ago, HP had thousands and thousands and thousands of people we knew extremely well about the market from regulatory quality, go-to-market, engineering, and so on and so forth. And we are slowly but surely rebuilding some of this know-how, but started with, with an application, which is medical orthotics. So stay tuned. We, we talked about regulatory a number of times already. Uh, obviously, in the healthcare space, that's uh, yeah, it's a crucial element to take into account in, in whatever we bring to the market. How do you look at the, the regulatory environment for personalized devices and 3D printing? This is obviously a complex question and a, and a topic for a healthcare guy we could spend an entire podcast on, you know, having lived myself through uh, FDA 510K approvals and the evolution of medical devices regulation here in Europe. This is important. So I'll try to hit a few important points here, um, but they are experts focus on this full time. And, and this is an, this is essential to successfully uh, scale additive manufacturing in the medical industry. So, so those of us in the healthcare industry recognize regulations are and have been and will continue to be critical for the safety of the patients. You are dealing at the end for with patients. So we are seeing two different trends regarding regulations. So on one side, the things done in point of care are going to be more regulated. And the exception, which used to be now 
um, used by hospitals will, in my mind, be diminished. Okay, because at the end you deal with uh, with patients, and this will probably move production volume towards centralized certified facilities and potentially close to hospitals. That's one. On the other side, due to COVID pandemic, it gave a lot of visibility to what additive manufacturing can provide, and it created strong networks with regulators to accelerate the understanding from the agencies of the system, the risk and the opportunities. So on one hand, I see regulation not going away, but on the other hand, I see regulators um, uh, understanding better the contribution of additive manufacturing. And so I think there should be in the, in the future a much deeper contribution from those in the additive manufacturing industry and more active participation in working groups. And there are also some signs and hopes that the EU and, and FDA regulations converge so companies can register the products across geographies faster and cheaper, as you can imagine. As I mentioned before, we are starting to play in this uh, area with uh, the medical orthotics and we are accelerating our learning by working as well with startup companies and other companies that are growing in this space. And, uh, and this will be the way also to grow our know-how. But healthcare is really the industry where personalization makes sense and it will lead to better outcomes in the future. Yeah, I totally agree. And it brings me to one of the follow-up topics that often a lot of people challenge us when you talk about personalization. That's the, the sustainability of it all. I know that as a company, that's an important theme for you guys as well, sustainability. So how do you see personalization contribute to sustainability going forward? Sustainability is a big, big topic, uh, Sebastian and, uh, and Peter, but when you look at being able to produce products closer to the needs, when you look at shortening your supply chain challenges, when you look at uh, sustainable packaging to have in the future 100% plastic-free, compostable and biodegradable product like paper bubble, this is a big deal for the planet, it's a big deal for us, and, and we are focusing a lot of time. But for sure, 3D printing is an opportunity to help also with the sustainability challenges. And then so far it was used, you know, with prototyping and the pre-series things, but when you want to scale additive manufacturing, there are benefits of having those units, those um, additive manufacturing production facilities close to the needs, not having to have the parts shipping from uh, across the planets in airplanes or boats and lowering the carbon footprint. So, uh, so definitely something we can tackle all together as an additive manufacturing industry. Makes a lot of sense. There's also the 3D printing itself, which also still comes at a cost. I think in general, you could still say that personalization when it comes to manufacturing is still more expensive than uh, series production. How do you look at that? And, and do you still see big shift into 3D printing becoming more affordable? So it's, it's definitely uh, an important topic and, and to successfully scale 3D printing and mass personalization, it must be cost effective. And that's something we are laser focused on. We are, I'm convinced we are leading into the right direction. Our customers are already able to achieve, for example, lower stock levels and warehouse costs, faster turnaround times for part production, higher value parts through personalization. And I'm seeing an increased investment in also in software to help manage end-to-end -end workflows. So we have expanded, for example, our global digital manufacturing network, and we're ensuring the highest standards for quality and reliability as demands grow for products like multi-jet fusion production. And network now includes both manufacturing partners and multi-jet fusion production professionals leveraging HP 3D printing solution to design, produce, and deliver parts at scale. 
but definitely, you know, there are many benefits of 3D printing, you know, in lowering the stocks, the warehouse costs, the transportation costs, and so on and so forth. You introduced at THP, if I'm not mistaken, probably four years ago, metal printing to the market. Do you see yourself introducing your metal printing technology for medical applications as well? Yeah, for sure. And we, we have had actually some customers the last two years leveraging our what we call internally our beta printers, you know, our pre-journal uh, availability printers for some medical applications. And you should stay tuned because later on during the year, we will have a, a, a broad commercial introduction of our metals printer. And there will definitely be some some segments where we want to uh, to leverage metals printing for, for healthcare. So we are going to target a few industries and one of them is going to be healthcare for sure. Looking forward to that. Looking beyond, we had plastics, we have metals. One of the other frontiers or the next frontiers that we're looking at uh, from the innovation space at least is the use of bioresorbable materials or even maybe directly printing biologics um, using bioprinting. Is there anything that you have personally seen or heard about these technologies that you find fascinating and that you think have promise? Yeah, I definitely heard about it. But, you know, two other strategies to choose and to choose is to exclude or to focus. And, and right now we are focusing on the three end-to-end applications or segments or industries I talked to you about. But while we are growing the know-how and while we are expanding, be sure that we will go after other industry. But right now the focus has been... Uh, transportation, mobility, automotive, consumer, health and wellness and sports and industrial and sustainable packaging. So uh, not saying no to other industries, but it's important that, you know, we focus and remain laser focused on those industries and applications so that we help customers scaling there. I'm used to say to my teams, the last decade was uh, the decade of experimentation and uh, the next decade will be the decade of uh, scaling additive manufacturing applications. Nice to hear. And, and it's a future we're also looking forward to. Exactly. What I was wondering, because you have obviously a very long history in, in medical devices, if you could speak to yourself and knowing what you know now about 3D printing more in depth and, and working at HP, if you could talk to yourself in your previous roles, is there any advice that you could give based on the insights, anything you would you would like to have done differently or paid more attention to? Uh, I'm not sure. I would have done things dramatically differently, but for sure in healthcare and healthcare technologists and innovators and disruptors are always looking at at technologies to help, you know, drive a a better world and a more healthier world. But I would say one of the reasons why I joined back HP is looking ahead and as an engineer, technologies which have the opportunity to change our lives in the next uh, 10 years, I would say. AI is definitely one, uh, 5G is another one, robotics is another one, and 3D printing was another one. So working for a company who wants to lead in the field of 3D printing with software and AI, etc., was super exciting for me. So not sure I would have changed Peter and Sebastian too much in the past, except, you know, uh, maybe leveraging, you know, 3D printing for, for earlier prototyping and uh, implementing faster agile i implemented uh, when i was at ge 10 years ago agile software methodology which was very very well known at that time i think with products and systems 3d printing can help also uh, drive agile you know we used to talk about agile for software but i think in when it comes to product and service i think 3d printing as an opportunity to help accelerating innovation. Mm, absolutely. It's clear that your passion is also in 3D printing and the impact that it will have in the coming 10 years. 
project yourself into the future for 10 years, when would you be happy? Like what's the impact you would like it to have if you could give some concrete examples how the world would be different? I, I don't know what to say, but I, I tell you, my, my two daughters, Clara and Lauren, um, used to comment on my work and innovation, etc. is very important for healthcare and so on and so forth. But the thing I'm probably the most proud of and will be the most proud of is the work we are doing with sustainable packaging. And I got my young daughter the other day, Clara, telling me, hey, daddy, finally you're working on something which is going to impact impact the planet. And it makes me uh, very proud. I think uh, we we are sensitive to uh, what's going on these days, but the young generation, I can tell you, is is even more sensitive. And having two daughters, 23 and 27, telling me, finally you're working on something meaningful and impactful, after obviously telling me for decades that I was doing cool stuff in the field of healthcare, but it's important. So... That's what I want to be, um, not only myself, but my teams to be proud of is slowly but surely being back into healthcare, but also helping, you know, the, the planet with, uh, with things such as uh, sustainable packaging. And they, here, there, there will not be only one solution. If there is a message I would like everybody to hear about is uh, HP will not have the entire solution for helping with sustainable packaging. But we think with the acquisition we did in this year and the development we have had with molded for fiber tooling solutions, we think we will have probably a solution which can address 20% to 30% of the planet's uh, plastic bottles, you know, challenges we are seeing these days. Can you explain for audience the, the scope of the sustainable packaging project, what the actual goal is? So the goal is really to find an alternative to plastic packaging. Instead of having plastic packaging for food and beverage and cosmetics and, and households, etc., is to have uh, paper bottle packaging. So we have been leveraging our 3D printed molded fiber tooling solutions to create packaging. But uh, we recently did an acquisition for, for IP, which allows to have, uh, you know, liner and technology so that it's fully 100% plastic free, compostable and biodegradable. So stay tuned. But the goal is really to replace uh, plastic uh, plastic bottles, plastic packaging. This is enabled by 3D printing tooling solutions there. Oh, great. Sounds like a very exciting and relevant uh, project. A noble goal and maybe a good note to end on. There is no plan B for the planet. That's the final note. Uh, that's a very nice final note. Thanks a lot for joining us, Didier, and, and your inspiring word. Many things we can take from this episode. Uh, some of the things that I'll remember is, well, the very focused approach that HP takes uh, to the healthcare industry, where you have a couple of clear applications that you're using as door openers. Also looking at opportunities that are big enough, ready for innovation. And that's where, based on that application knowledge, uh, you really want to make meaningful and scalable applications for 3D printing. And I also will remember that we are starting in the decade of of scaling up technologies. We're only at the start and that collaboration is also very important to you. You're part of this ecosystem and that mm -hmm. we'll need to collaborate with each other to make it happen. We appreciate your sharing your insights on 3D Players, a podcast where we explore trends, insights and innovations in personalized and sustainable healthcare. We are your hosts, Sebastian de Boot and Peter Slagmolen. Thank you for listening and join us for the next edition. Mm -hmm.